Well, and, and really that is the, uh, one of the secrets of rich, being rich or poor. is to recognize that it's all God's stuff. That He's got it all uh, in His hands. And uh, no better place to be reminded of that than at the very beginning. Uh, the, the very beginning of it all. To see where, where did it all come from? Uh, what, uh, what is one of the keys to the secret is of being rich or poor is going back to the, to the beginning and, and seeing how it all got started and what are the implications of the very beginning for us still uh, today. So we'll look um, this morning at Genesis uh, chapter 1. It's uh, found on page 1 of your pew Bible. Um, so feel free to, to turn there. Um, Genesis chapter 1, and we'll start with verse 26. Let's, let's pray together. Dear gracious God, thank you for your written word. Uh, thank you for your living word. And we, we pray now as we, we gather together that you will... Open our eyes and ears, open our very soul to receive from you, to hear from you, to grow in you. Um, teach us and lead us, uh, each one of us and us together as a community of faith. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Genesis chapter 1, starting with verse 26. Hear the word of the Lord. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in His image, and in the image of God He created them. Male and female, He created them. God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree with the seed and its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth, and to every bird of the air, and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has breath of life, I've given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that He had made. And indeed, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. What's absolutely crucial that we gather as we look at this, this beginning of the story is that we recognize that God starts it all. God's the one that gives life. God gives everything that is necessary for life. And that God gives us humans the authority and responsibility to manage then all of the stuff that God has created. I mean, it's phenomenal to consider that God chooses to give in this way. That, that God gives us life. That God gives us this day. That all that we have has been received as gift from Him. And that ought to 
lead to our natural then response. And what did we learn growing up when we were given a gift? To say thank you. You know, it's just sort of a natural response that we're, we're to learn. And so every day, every morning that our heart is still beating, that we're still taking breath, the natural response when we wake up is thank you for the gift of this day that you give to me. And our natural response throughout all of, of life is thank you for your good and perfect gift as we recognize that it's all God's stuff, then gratitude becomes the breathing of our day. Also, humility. Uh, Not just gratitude, but but humility as well. As a a colleague of mine in ministry has reminded me regularly, you know, you at times think you hit a triple, but do you recognize you were born on third base? And he's got a point. He's got a point with me. I mean, what did I have to do with where I was born and to whom and to the conditions in which I was born? I had absolutely nothing. Yet statistically, sociologists tell us the greatest predictor of one's worldly success is the success to which they were born into. That's the greatest predictor. And that's certainly the case for me. I mean, what did I have? What, what, what did I do to be born in as a, a, a white male in a strong middle class family surrounded by Christian heritage growing up in a, an affluent, solid suburb of Birmingham, Alabama? I didn't have anything to do with that. It was simply a gift given to me. We have to recognize the gifts that we're given. I have to recognize for myself the privilege to which I was born into and the responsibility that comes to the one who gave that privilege. Jesus said, to whom much is given, much is expected. Humility and gratitude are are the response of recognizing that it's all God's stuff. If you look, continue to look at our passage, not just the fact that God made it all, that there was nothing until God said, let there be something. We see that we as humans then are are made in the the likeness and image of God. What exactly does that mean? What are the implications there that, that we humans are made in the image and likeness of God? I propose to you that it means we have a responsibility to to carry on the work of God according to the character of God. You don't have to to turn there, but an interesting uh, passage that that uses the same terms as in Genesis chapter 5. As uh, Moses gives us the descendants of of Adam. It's chapter 1 through 3. This is what he says. This is the list of the descendants of Adam. When God created humankind, he made them in the likeness of God. Male and female, he created them. And he blessed them and named them humankind when they were created. When Adam lived 130 years, he became the father of a son in his likeness 
according to his image and named him Seth. Now, what's interesting to that is that this was not Adam's first child. I mean, we've already had the story of Cain and Abel. If you remember those stories, Cain and Abel came before Seth and and Cain and Abel, they got into a jealous argument. Cain murdered Abel. And so, and then Cain was banished, disciplined for his, his act of disobedience, act of violence against God and against his brother. It was not said of them, they were in the likeness, in image of Adam, like it was of Seth. And the reason I believe that's the case is because Seth is the one who's part of the genealogy, who carries on the lineage, he carries on the, the family name in a sense. Because to be in the likeness and image isn't a physical likeness. It's to be a representative. It's to to be in accordance to the character of the one that you came from. And so we humans are in the image and likeness of God because we are to carry out the responsibility of caring for, making use of all of God's creation we are in a sense the creation of God the children of God and so we're the ones to carry on the family name humility gratitude and responsibility for what all God has created and entrusted to our care This is important because it means we don't have a renter's mentality. You know what I mean by a renter's mentality? Well, if you don't own it, man, you can abuse it. Or or being a spoiled brat where you just get everything and just totally have no responsibility for it. Just use it for what you want. This is time of true confessions right here. This is definitely the case when we would go on vacation and stay in a hotel room. Because it was in a hotel room that we would look the other way when the kids, when they were little, would jump on the beds. You know? Some of you have nodding. Um, so, true confessions there. Yeah, but that's sort of, well, you can't jump on your beds at home. But when you get to the hotel, you can. I confess. But that's what renter's mentality is where we give up that sense of responsibility for all that God has created and entrusted to our care. You know, another, another key point of application there for this, this sense of our responsibility of being in the likeness of image of God is the careful way that we need to use the words my and mine. Encourage you this week, as we walk through this week, to to be attentive to the ways you use the words my and mine. Uh, Understand that we we need to use those words, it's it's important, but to recognize what we mean when we say my or mine. We're not saying it belongs to me. What we're saying, when we say my or mine, we're saying those things that have been entrusted to our care by the Creator of all. That that all that we have has been entrusted to our care by God. Our body is that way. 
It's not my body to do with what I want, when I want, how I want, where I want. It's the body that's been given to me, that's been entrusted to my care. Your body has been entrusted to your care. According to God's plans and purposes. So therefore, obesity, which is becoming an epidemic in our nation, matters to God. Addictions matter to God. If they abuse and mistreat our bodies. Our time is not our time. It's all a gift from God. It's, it's entrusted to our care to be, to be used and enjoyed according to God's plans and purposes and wondrous goodness. Our mind is a gift from God. You know, we don't go to school just to earn an education to work our way up the ladder of worldly success. But God has given us a, a mind and body to be trained and, and, and to, to be taught, to, to be led, to be, to be furthered and strengthened in every way. For God's purposes. It's been entrusted to our care. Our stuff. Homes. Our cars. Our collections. They're not mine. The gods that have been trusted to our care. You know there's a freedom in that. Because just this week. One of our cars. Died. Beyond the power of Resurrection. And it's the, uh, the car that Hannah, my oldest, was able to drive to school. And there's freedom to say, to say, oh gosh, what do we have to do to take care of this? Say, okay God, your car broke, so what do we do now? And when you look at it that way, and all of a sudden and you let the gratitude, humility, and you let my be reformed, and then you're saying, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff to be thankful for. One, that... It didn't happen when Hannah was in the mountains of West Virginia on her way to school, but happened just a mile from where she's living now. That she had the use of the car for a good year and a half. What a gift and blessing that is. And that uh, she had the forethought just at the right moment, just as she was about to close it up, to throw her sister's bicycle into it. So that she now has her bicycle on campus. Now, there's just freedom when you say it's not mine, it's, it's not ours, but God's just your car and it was wonderful while we had it, now it's not. And it seems pretty clear and pretty wise that we not spend $3,000 on a car with 180,000 miles on it and that we don't replace it. There's freedom when it's God's and not mine. The same is true with our money. The money that is, or should I say, entrusted to our care. It's not mine. It's all of God's. And that's a great corrective too, because sometimes we think, well, how much of my money do I give to God? Oh, wait a minute. It's all God's. So yeah, there's some that God is saying to give to those that need to give according to His purposes, but there's other. God's also interested in how we spend the rest of it. It's all God's. It's my, my land, my, my church, or my home. No, this is God's land. This is God's church. This is God's home that have been entrusted to our care. So we care for it. You know, we, in simple ways. That's why we don't litter. 
That's why we have a creation care team who helps us recycle. That's why we don't abuse the stuff that God has before us, has created for us. Since God is creator, sustainer, and owner. Humility, gratitude, and responsibility. And then lastly, what does God say? Not only are we created in God's likeness and image, but then we're given a command. The command is now go and fill it, subdue it, have dominion over all that I've created. So humility, gratitude, responsibility, and now even authority has been entrusted to us. Have dominion, rule over it. It's your responsibility now has been given to you. My stuff is in your hands. That's, that's why the church is typically called seasons where we talk about stuff, stewardship. Because we're stewards. We're caretakers. We're managers of what God has given to us. That, that encompasses everything as we've been singing. We see everything we hear. We don't have these seasons in order to raise money for the church. If that's why we do it, then we've missed the boat. And we're no different than any other social organization. We have these seasons of talking about stuff, of time, of of what God has given to us, of, of money. We talk about this because it is essential to us living into the guiding, leading blessing of God. To live in gratitude and humility. To, to live into the responsibility and authority that God has given to us as managers of God's stuff. And, and, and note, too, in the passage that he says, after he says all that, as he looks at it all, what does he say? And it is very good. It is something to be enjoyed, to, to celebrate God's wonderful gifts to us. Not something to shackle us, but something to celebrate and to enjoy. Because all of this is very good that, that we have been entrusted with all that God has given us to, to live and to, to lead and to guide according to God's plan, God's wisdom, God's love, God's pleasure. Now, we do recognize, though, that that this this truth that God owns it all and that all that God has given, all of this and and the the responsibility and authority are all before the fall. They're all before what happens next when Adam and Eve disobey God and the the image within them is tarnished, the, the earth is scarred. And yet, it's still true, even in the midst then of the pain and the grief and the trouble that's given because of the fall. But even in a broken world, even in a world where God's image has been tarnished within us, where where the, the gift of God, the earth, has been scarred by our own brokenness, even though we still recognize that this truth still remains, that it's all God's stuff, I read a story this week that just illustrated to me a family. It's in the paper on Saturday morning. A family who recognized this and lived into this. I don't know if they had any Christian notion whatsoever, but just the the attitude and the way they lived into recognizing, you know, this is not 
Uh, There's no sense that it was their stuff, but it was God's. The story in the newspaper on Saturday was about Asia Werner, who's 12 years old today. Or 12 years old in the last uh, month. And uh, 11 years ago, Asia had a heart transplant at uh, Children's Hospital here in Cincinnati. And today she's playing sports. matter of fact, the story was about the, the medals she won at the transplant Olympics. Didn't even know they had them. Uh, but, but they do. And there's a whole bunch of folks who participate in that. But the hero of the story was Cole. Cole Hollenbach and his family. Because Cole was born in Iowa around the same time Asia was. And he died at five months old. And the Wallenbach family recognized in humility, in gratitude, in responsibility and authority that what had been entrusted to them, even just for that five months, was still entrusted to their care. And how could they take use of what was given to them and and use it in a way that brought life, that brought love, that brought joy? And so they had little five-month Coles organs distributed to those that needed them at his death. And Asia today still enjoys that stewardship. Even in a broken world, the stewardship, the management, the care of what God had entrusted to the Hollenbach family. So I encourage you this week to to watch your language, to to watch the mides, And be sure to infuse them with knowledge, not of that it belongs to me, but this has been entrusted to my care. I also encourage you this week, and we'll be doing this throughout uh, this series, little exercises throughout the week, and the deacons are going to pass these out to you now. But as we talk about just the freedom that gratitude brings to us, every day this week, just sit down and, and write down what are 20 things you're thankful for. Just look around, open your eyes and ears. What are 20 things you're thankful for? And just how that sets you up for a week of celebrating and enjoying the things that God has given you that you can enjoy and and can use for the purposes of love, peace, joy, and life. Remember, the first secret of being rich or poor is that it's God's stuff, not mine. In gratitude and humility, we have the responsibility and even the authority and pleasure of taking what God has given you, what God has given us in this broken world, and using it for God's purposes of love, peace, joy, and life. Keep this gratefulness journal uh, this week and be reminded that it's all God's stuff. Not mine. And to God be the glory. Amen.